Welcome back to Self Love Ignited. Today on the podcast, I am interviewing Jessica Powell. Jessica now works as a life coach for moms. She is a mother herself. But during her time in the military, she struggled with her identity and worth being rooted in how much she weighed, which led to further health struggles and, not surprisingly, depression. Over time, she has come to redefine what healthy looks like for her, and she has been able to climb out of that pit of shame, fear, and self-doubt that she has created for herself. As a coach, Jess seeks to help other women redefine their stories to create a life they love. Jessica's story is so relatable for so many of us, and I hope that you get some really amazing tidbits, some goodies, and some inspiration out of this interview. My name is Katie Allen, and this is Self Love Ignited. Let's get to it. Welcome back to Self Love Ignited. Today on the podcast, I am interviewing Jessica Powell. Jess, welcome to the podcast. I'm really excited to have you here. Why don't you take a moment and introduce yourself to everybody? Yes. Hi, Katie. So I had ex- told myself I was with my son and um, I afterwards was having, after I had him had a lot of, had some health issues. I just felt terrible. I had no energy. Um, and I went to the doctor to hopefully confirm what I had been telling myself was wrong with me, but they didn't find anything wrong with me. And so it just didn't make any sense. And she's and the health issue I was having was like gallbladder attacks or whatever. Like there were just times I'd have like shooting pain in my stomach and like nothing would help it. And so she's like, well, we could remove your gallbladder, but you'd also have these other side effects from it. Or you can try this elimination diet to see if there's a food sensitivity you have that might be causing all of this discomfort. And so I gave it a try. And this is when like everything kind of shifted because in the, I think it's, it was a three week elimination diet in that three weeks, I lost about 10 pounds. And again, less about losing the weight and more just like I was feeding myself better. I had realized I had convinced myself for so long that it didn't matter what I ate or how much I exercised. I had to accept my body where it was. There's no way I could like lose weight mm-hmm. um, and like feel good in my skin. And at that time I was like, well, apparently I can lose weight because <laughs> I just lost 10 pounds. What the heck? I've never had this happen before. Um, and realized, oh, okay. I need to start taking better care of my body And so I started exercising more again. Um, And because, especially because I had my son and with the health issues I had with him, I told myself that if we have any more children, I refuse to feel as bad as I did. And I wanted to have a healthier pregnancy and just take better care of my body. So, and I wanted to have the energy to play with my son And, you know, the energy to spend time with my husband, like, you know, stop. I I wanted to stop hating myself 
for the and treating it so terribly and start doing like feeding it well and getting my body moving and you know obviously like losing the weight was a nice side effect of all of that and I think initially it started out as wanting to lose weight but then over time I realized that trying to lose weight I think made it harder because you know at times like you want to see progress if you're not seeing progress you think you're doing something wrong and maybe you're doing everything right it's just maybe your body is just reacting differently. And so after a couple of years of doing this, because there were definitely like roller coaster times where, you know, I'd, you know, lose momentum and, you know, fall off a little bit, you know, that yo-yoing. Yeah. I yo-yoed for a while and then realized how I needed to change how I viewed health and it wasn't again it wasn't about losing weight it was shifting that focus to how I was taking care of my body and so I got pregnant with my daughter in 2017 had her in 2018 and um didn't have gestational diabetes I was I had already built a good foundation from after having my son that it made it so much easier to maintain that through that pregnancy and um like I exercised I ate well like gained a healthy amount of weight for being pregnant and afterwards I was like all right so I'm doing good with the physical side and the healthy side like how I'm nourishing my body I wonder if there's another way I can like challenge myself more like mentally and physically because there were the mental side was shifting as far as recognizing all the ways I like the limiting beliefs, like me, what I told myself I could or couldn't do. That's what I wanted to challenge. And that's when I shifted to, okay, okay. What are the things that I've told myself I could never do before that I want to try and, and do now? Um, and it was one was run a half marathon. Like I always convinced myself I would never run a half marathon. I'd never want to run a half marathon. And I was like, why not give it a shot? And I trained for a half marathon and I ran a half marathon. And, um, and then after that, I was like, well, that was awesome. What can I do? What's another thing I can do? And I was like, how about a triathlon? I have a bike, I have shoes. And, you know, rather than all the ways that we like, kind of talk ourselves out of doing things. Oh, well, the registration costs money. I don't, I've never, I didn't swim competitively. So I don't know how I would do with that part of it. And I just decided, I was like, I may not have all the answers, but I'm going to figure it out. (laughs) And so that's kind of there where that mental shift happened there. Um, The like changing the perfectionism side of like how I view things and how we tend to not go after things if we don't have it all figured out first. And I ended up figuring it all out and I did a triathlon, you know, and it's just crazy how we let things hold us back. And, and that's what I was wanting to really challenge. And that's also where um, I decided to become a coach. Um, And I wanted to 
because I realized I had that realization of just how many things we use to hold ourselves back and the thoughts that we have or ways we convince ourselves why we can't do something and um, realize it's all BS, you know, there's yeah. so like, it really is just a thought. And if we just change it and ask ourselves instead of, and ask ourselves, why not? Right. Why not go for it? Yeah. And I wanted, so I wanted to coach women and moms, cause I'm here a mom of two making the time to do all this stuff, also working full time. And, you know, so how many other women out there are telling themselves they can't do something because of these other circumstances they have in their life? Like, oh, well, I have kids. Oh, well, I have a job. All right. Yeah, we all do that. Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. And so that's kind of where, what led me to where I am now and just helping women push through all the crap we feed ourselves. Yeah. (laughs) You keep us comfortable, basically. Right. Right. Yeah. Like comfortable, but not necessarily happy or joyful or fulfilled, but like comfortable, comfortable, safe. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I just, I just want to, I do want to hear about your work, but I just, I just want to go back and just look at your story for a second, because I think that it's, I think that it's really relatable, first of all, but I think it's really important to see that these stories that you had around your body, specifically around, you know, as a teenager being teased by your coach, who was supposed to be a safe person, I know. Right? like they're, they're <laughs> like, they're like a leader in your world and you're right. like a child in the situation and they're teasing you and that how that creates those stories that creates those limiting beliefs, right? right? Like, like the, the limiting beliefs that we have about ourselves, our bodies, our abilities, they're, they don't come out of nowhere, right? They come mm-hmm. from, we're not born with them. They come from somewhere. Yeah. And, and, you know, yes, they come from the media and yes, they come from lots of different places, but for you, a big one came from your coach as a teenager. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. And then you went into the military, which is awesome. And then they had these standards. Do you, do you remember what the, was it like a, a height to weight ratio yeah. or something that they had? Yeah. yeah. For, for me, I'm five, five. The weight I had to be was 153 or okay. less. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, and for some people that's probably fine because that's where they sit naturally for some people, such as myself, me, right. <laughs> that is not where really we sit hard. naturally. Yeah. And it's like, again, this institution has just created this random right. thing. Right. And it's, right. and it's like, then we take that on board and we go, Oh, well, I can't fit within their parameters. There must be something wrong with me instead of, yeah. Instead of everybody is unique, my genetics are different. This is where I naturally sit. This is my healthy weight. Yeah. We make that mean if I can't meet their standards, we make that mean there's something wrong with me. I keep gaining weight. I don't know why. Because your body was like, I need to carry more. I'm not happy at this weight. I'm too low. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. And I feel like there's too, just so much misinformation out there on how to properly fuel your body. And it's just, it can be so confusing. And so what I thought was me eating healthy really wasn't like it, I probably was eating too little. Yeah. And so it was causing me to like, hold on to more probably. 
who knows? I, right. I don't know. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if you could go back now, I'm sure you'd have lots of different things to say to that, Jess, right? Like, get yeah, your, get your act together. But I mean, yeah, totally. I think you also needed it to learn the lesson. Right. And that, and, and oh, that's, absolutely. and that's why you're here today. But I, I, I also really, I love the fact that you, you know, you did that elimination diet kind of as like a last ditch effort. If it, it was like that or yeah. that or surgery, like that's pretty extreme. Right. And you suddenly went, Oh, my body is holding on to this extra, this extra weight. And there are things that I can do and I am empowered, but also you realize that it wasn't just about the weight loss, like that was part of it. And that had been the focus yeah. for so long, but, right. but it wasn't in the end, it wasn't about that. Right. Like it was about you caring for yourself and being able to, like you said, like play with your son and have the energy to do stuff and push yourself and, and right. meet all these goals. And I, yeah, I feel like women tend to focus like on the goal, like the surface level goals of, well, I just want to lose 10 pounds or whatever, but why, why do you want to lose 10 pounds? If you just want to lose 10 pounds because you feel like you want to be summer beach body ready, whatever, like that's not going to stick. Right. And when you like, if you eat, happen to eat a cookie, you're going to hate yourself. And if you eat a salad, you're going to hate yourself because you're know, like, that, yeah. that's not, how does that make, it's not going to make you happy in the end. Like, but if you want to lose 10 pounds, because, or like, because you just want, or, or maybe not making the goal losing pounds, but like, I want to be stronger. I want to eat foods that make me feel good. Yeah. Like in the long run, that's going to last so much longer. Right. And have so like such a bigger impact. And not only that, we're so used to instant gratification, like this process, like that was 2000. I had my son in 2015 2016, like beginning of 2016 was when I first did that elimination diet. It's been five years. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. taken me this long to get where I am. Like it takes time. Yeah. Yeah. It has taken me a lot of time to heal all the ways I mistreated myself, you know, mm -hmm. and to learn how to truly love myself. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And would you say, Jess, would you say that this has been a journey of self-love for you? Like, does that term feel true or is it more like self-acceptance or self-discovery? Like, is there something that feels? Hmm. I, yeah, I think it would be self-love hmm. because yeah, there were a lot of, because I, I had kind of like maybe punished myself for the way that I thought my body was just naturally supposed to be. And, um, and so I treated it like crap. Like I didn't bother taking care of it. And, um, and then when I realized how good I felt when I did take care of it, like, and I've wanted to, and not just my body, but my mind, like, doing everything I could do to like grow, to grow my mind. And, and because it, it does take a lot of not just like physical things to take care of ourselves, but also feeding our minds with good things and recognizing like thoughts that don't serve me in the long run or lead to like good choices. 
when it comes to taking care of myself. And I think too, with coaching, like that's what I want to help women with as well is like, it's not just about how much you exercise or how you exercise or what you eat, when, how, however that works. But like, what are you telling yourself when you exercise, when you're eating, when, when you're with your family? I feel like, you know, women in bathing suits is a big thing. Like that women are like, oh, I just, I hate the way I look in a bathing suit. I want something that's, you know, make me feel good. It's like, you got to feel good about your body. Right. Or like they'll hide in pictures or, you know, because they don't truly love themselves. I think, and when we love ourselves, we open ourselves up to being able to love everything around us so much more. Mm -hmm. Our family, uh, our friends, you know, everything. Yeah. Yeah. It just pours out into everything. How has this affected you personally? Like, your how has this affected how you show up as a mom how has this affected how you show up as a partner as a friend in your own world how has that shifted I am much more mindful of what I say around my kids and I do my best to use like growth mindset type talk with my kids like more open like instead of like oh, you're so smart or you're, you know, whatever. I'm like, you're really good at learning that. You know, it's how I talk to myself has changed how I talk to my kids. And same with my uh, my husband too. It changes how I think we have conversations. It's, it's really easy to get really defensive or triggered by certain things, but, you know, it's helped me recognize like not everything is an attack or, you know, helps with our communication. Um, And it's funny because, you know, how I, you would think like how I treat my body and how I challenge myself, it doesn't necessarily relate to better communication per per se, but it does. It doesn't make sense that it does, I guess, (laughs) if that makes sense. Um, But yeah, it really has changed like how I talk to people and you know, how I communicate. Mm, Yeah. Yeah. I love that. I love that. So you already told us a little bit how this journey sort of brought you to coaching. You know, you Mm -hmm. said like you saw how so many other people were getting in their own ways and you wanted to sort of help them overcome that. Tell us a little bit about your coaching in particular and your business and how you work with people and what specifically you help them with. So yes, I'm a coach for moms and I decided I wanted to specifically focus on moms because I feel like when we have kids, it's really easy to get lost in our role as a mother. And so we forget all the other things we used to enjoy, or we feel like we have to sacrifice everything for our families. And although there are definitely, there are definitely sacrifices we make, but at the same time, that doesn't mean we should stop being who we want to be, especially with me discovering triathlons um, and like how much, how important physical fitness has become to me. I don't want to use the excuse, my family as an excuse not to. Um, I use them as an excuse to do it, if anything, right. um, because 
you know, first off, exercise is a great way to process stress. <laughs> so if, um, and moms have a lot of stress in their life with everything we manage, but, you know, it's a great way to, you know, process all of that and, you know, feel better. And it made me, it makes me more patient with my family. So I want to help women discover the things that rediscover, I guess, if for some reason they've put a lot of the things they enjoy on the back burner, rediscover those things and use them as a way to be a better mom because they're, you know, giving themselves an opportunity to be themselves and giving them permission to do those things because ultimately it makes them a better mom, a better partner, because they don't feel like they're constantly just giving yeah. and getting nothing in return. Yeah. So it's easy to use our families as an excuse um, to not do those things. But the reality is those things are really important. Absolutely. Yeah. And I, I mean, I just listening to you speak, I can think of examples in my life of people who I know who are kind of on both sides of the coin, right? Like Mm -hmm. I can, I definitely know women who have lost themselves and they've just become mom and they've stopped being who they are and they've let go all of their dreams and their desires and their goals. And I know, and I know women who have kind of done what you've done and are just like, I'm still me. And how are you as, you know, my child, when they have children, how are you going to fit into my world and how are we going to make this work so that I don't lose myself? But I mean, the vast majority, I think, are in the first category. I think the vast majority of women really lose who they, especially at the beginning. Yeah. Oh, it's so easy in the beginning. Oh my gosh. Because when they're little, they're so dependent on you. And, you know, and so it is easy, you know, to just devote. uh, Yeah. Because they need you 24 seven around the clock. Right. And it's hard to make time for things. And so that's one of the things I do when I work with them is, you know, cause there is some, there is some give and take, there's some compromise. Maybe you don't leave to go to the gym. Maybe you do workouts at home. And that's where also it comes to the mindset of like different things that you tell yourself you can or can't do for the longest time. I told myself I could never work out at home. And I was like, if I'm going to exercise and I've got these kids here, I don't really have a choice. But then there's also that, oh, but I have kids at home. The more you do it, the more they get used to you doing it. And you're likely to be able to get through a workout. Or if it takes you a 30 minute workout, takes you 45 minutes because you have to keep stopping to give someone a snack. You know, it's working through those things that would normally cause us to throw our hands in the air and be like, I give up, whatever. It's just not meant to be. It's like, no there are ways we can figure it out and let's consider them. Yeah. As a woman who is not a mother, I'm listening to you. And I was like, if I was interrupted a hundred times just to give snacks, that would drive me crazy. But I guess that's part of the journey of motherhood is yeah. <laughs> is, is learning the patience and, and yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it's one of those things too, like if, and if physical fitness and being able to take care of your body in that way is really important to you, then it's one of those things where you have to ask yourself, is it worth it? And if it's worth having to take an extra fit at it 15 minutes onto a workout, so I'm still getting a workout, you know, then 
that's where we work through that mindset part of changing that expectation. Right. Because if you expect a 30 minute workout to only take 30 minutes, but you have kids all over the place, then yeah, you're going to feel defeated Yeah. if it doesn't take 30 minutes. So let's change that. Let's work on that expectation and expect less perfection from it and be okay with a little messiness. Right. Right. I feel like that should be your tagline, like be okay with a little messiness. I really like that. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> definitely. So just- with kids, it definitely is. Yeah. Well, I don't think it could not be, could it? Right. Like, isn't that like the, that is children is messiness. Yeah. yeah. Well, and my favorite um, recently, a thing that I, uh, I came across a Facebook post that talked about, like, it's not my time to enjoy a hot cup of coffee. It's not my time to pursue my dreams. It's not my time to have uh, have abs or whatever. And I'm like, why not? Why not? If that's what you really want, why not? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Great question. Just gotta figure it out. Exactly. Exactly. So Jess, if there's somebody listening who is maybe where you used to be, right? Mm-hmm. Maybe they're you like five years ago. Maybe they're you when you were in the military and you were still trying to really stick to those standards and thinking that there's something wrong with your body. Is there an exercise, not like a physical exercise, but you know, like a, like a mental exercise or a practice or something that you would recommend that they sort of start with to begin this journey? I think it's hard because they I feel like you have to hit a point where you're just kind of fed up with where you are Mm -hmm. and you're willing to do whatever it takes to not be there anymore. And, um, it's, I could say like, Oh, you know, do this. Yeah. There could be an exercise I could give, but unless they're ready, um, for the mind work that it takes, and, and it's not going to be immediate. It's going to like, it took me five. Well, probably took me a little less than five years, but like three to four to get me to a point where I wasn't like, didn't have like self-sabotaging tendencies with my journey. Um, I would more say seek out someone who can help you work through all the mind drama because there are because you're it's really hard and especially when you're first starting and you want to take those first steps you'll hit points where you'll want to give up and you just have to be so determined or I guess like the first thing would be why do you want to be make a change um what are you wanting to change and Okay, I take it back. There is something you can do. <laughs> can I just remember? So imagine where you are now. Imagine yourself five years from now, if you change nothing. How will you feel? How will you look? What were you, what will your life be like? Will it be, it'll likely be worse um, than where you are because you're just doing more and more to self-sabotage and not take care of yourself and 
Um, for me, I envisioned um, pushing my, it, I'd end up, you know, isolating myself and pushing my family away from me because I just hate, did not like myself. And, um, and had more health issues, stuff like that. And then, you know, you could take it further 10, 15, 20 years from now. Uh, when I did that, I imagined if I didn't change anything, I would probably be dead because I would just, you know, because I was treating myself so poorly that the, my physical body like would just break down. Right. And, and then ask yourself now what you would say to that person 20 years from now. Mm. And for me, it was like, how could you, how could you do this to yourself? And um, that's when I realized I was like, whoo, okay. <laughs> Going that far into the future helped me realize just how much I don't want to keep doing what I'm doing and that I would do everything in my power to prevent that. And so, yeah, that was the biggest thing. And I don't think we like to think that far in the future we like to think that we're kind of invincible and it doesn't matter what we do. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, that, oh, that wouldn't happen to me. But if you're not careful, it could be. Right, absolutely, yeah. So, yeah. Um, but then spinning that positive and thinking, okay, well, what would the perfect life look like? And I envisioned myself, like, if you, if you did make the changes you need to. And I imagine myself healthy and like strong. Um, it, not necessarily like, I didn't imagine, I, I wouldn't use like skinny. I didn't imagine myself skinny. I imagined myself strong. Cause again, it wasn't about my weight. It was just how I was taking care of my body. Mm -hmm. So I imagined myself strong and fit and had so much energy for my family and, you know, and was like, that's what I'm going for. That's, that's the vision, not the other one. <laughs> like, yeah. uh, and so that's, I think something someone could do that could be a big wake up call. Yeah. I really, I like that. I like that. I've done similar, maybe not 20 years, but I've definitely done similar. Right. right? Like, like, look yeah. into I the mean, future. you could take it as far as you want to really. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you could. You can go like as short, right? You can go like a year, five years, 10 years, 20 years, 50 years. Like you can sort of do whatever yeah. do whatever you want. Right. Um, but yeah, that's definitely that's a that's a very powerful and thing. I'll give that credit. That's um actually Tony Robbins, he calls it the Dickens process. Mm -hmm. So that's credit to him. I learned that at when I went to a Unleash a Power Within conference um that he did. And it was just mind blowing. Yeah. But yeah. That's awesome. So, <laughs> That's awesome. So Jess, if somebody is listening and they want to get in touch with you, find out more about the incredible work that you do in supporting moms, where is the best place for them to contact you? Um, so you can follow me on Instagram at Jess underscore Powell underscore coaching. Um, my website is www.jessicapowellcoaching.com and um, 
Yeah, those are the main ones. I have a Facebook, but I don't really, I don't have a business Facebook page at the moment. Cool. <laughs> but, you know, Instagram, uh, Instagram would be the best one for sure. Okay, cool. Yeah, I know. I love the gram. I love the gram yeah. lately. It's so much fun. <laughs> so much fun okay so as we're getting ready to wrap up is there anything else that you want to add any last tidbits of wisdom anything else that feels important that we haven't talked about yet or do you feel complete I would say if you're just getting started in your journey don't expect perfection um be okay with it being messy be okay with messing up um get help. Coaches are amazing. Even if it's not me, there are so many coaches out there that do amazing work. And um, yeah, getting a coach has changed so much. Um, And so for me, definitely. Mm. So um, because there's so many things we can do on our own, but I feel like a coach really um, kind of expedites that process. Um, and keeps you from probably doing the self-sabotaging, the things that we would do if we didn't have someone keeping us accountable. Um, But yeah, and yeah, just let it be a little messy. It's okay. As long as you keep moving forward and don't give up. Beautiful. I love it. I love it. We're going to end on that nugget of wisdom right there. So just thank you so much for coming on. This has been Awesome. I really appreciate your generosity in sharing your time with us and your story. And I just appreciate you. So thank you. Thank you, Katie. It was so fun. All of the links mentioned during the episode are down in the show notes. Please make sure to go on over and check them out. Also, please remember to subscribe on your favorite podcast platform. And I would be forever grateful if you would go on over and leave us a review on iTunes as well. That's going to help this message reach more women. Thank you for being here. Thank you for listening. Here is to you loving yourself.